This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your free flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kane and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous or follow me at Cartoon Therapy. If you want to be on the show, uh, I'd love to have you on. I'm always looking for women. I, you know, I go on to Craigslist and Adult Friend Finders a lot to try and find people. Um, and so I don't get a lot of women because a lot of people, women aren't on those sites. Uh, but I figure women listen to my podcast because I have the, the, the small number of female callers that I have had have been uh, listeners to the show. So if you're a woman and you're listening to the show and you have a problem and you want to call in for some unprofessional advice, send me an email. Uh, it's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. You could call in with any kind of problem. It doesn't have to be, you know, sort of a crazy problem or a problem about sex. You know, Melissa from Brazil called in and it was just like a problem about an unavailable guy. So if you're a girl and your friends are sick of listening to some sort of issue that you have and you're looking for like a new perspective, uh, be on the show because I'd love to have more women on my show. Um, if you're a guy and you have any kind of problem or you want to reveal a secret life that you have or a woman and you want to reveal a secret life that you have, you could be on the show too. I'd love to have uh, all kinds of guests on. So uh, to be on the show, just email me your story or what you want to talk about um, to strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. If you want to buy my book, you could buy it on Amazon. It's still a Kindle book. I think it's better in hard copy and it's about to go hard copy. But if you want to buy the Kindle book, it's really cheap. It's like two ninety nine. It's called The Cartoon Misadventures of a Total Trainwreck. And it's basically my losing my virginity story all the way up until I turn 40. Uh, and it's just relationship gone wrong stories. Uh, and they're short and they're funny and they're to the point. And, you know, you could you could read one or you could read 10 or you could read all of them. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but they're kind of hilarious and maybe you'll enjoy them. So you can find that on Amazon. Like I said, if you're a Kindle member, I think you get it for free. If not, you buy it for two ninety nine. But I personally think the book is better as a hard copy book. You have to have it in your hands. And that's going to that happen like any minute because I already sent that in. So that you I'll let you know when you can buy that book because I think that that's a better book. Um, so anyway, today on the call, I have a, a guest who's been on before. He's like a repeat caller. Uh, he's great. He's got great stories. His name is Ray. He, if you're if you're a listener of the show, you probably remember him. He's the guy that sees high-end escorts. And he always calls in with some really hot stories about these high-end escorts that he sees on his travelings. He travels a lot for business within the United States. And he hooks up with these girls. And a lot of them are, you know, they're high-end, meaning they're like they're really hot they're really expensive um and they're ex and they could be regular girls some of them are regular girls but some of them are porn stars so like if you really want to you see a girl on film that you really like most of them are available they're on these websites and they they put themselves out there 
uh, as escorts. You have to pay a lot of money for them, but if you're interested in hanging out with them and having and meeting them in person and screwing them, you can do that. He talks about that. We go. I get into his backstory a little bit because I figure there's new listeners that don't know his deal. Uh, he's married. He explains, you know, why he does this, how long he's been married, and all that stuff, and as well as explain um, where he finds these women that he sees. Uh, and, uh, and then he gives us a couple of really hot stories about the, you know, the past couple escorts he's seen and what's gone down with them. So, um, I'm just going to come right back on, or I'm just going to end this intro because I hate the intros. I mean, I'm getting better at them. I think at first it was like a really weird when I didn't have my co-host and I'm just talking to nobody. Um, but they're fine now, but I'm just, I'm, I want to end the thing and I'll be right back. <laughs> I'll be right back with Ray. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hey, is this Ray? Hey, how are you, Kathy? Good. How you doing, Ray? Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Long time no hear from you. <laughs> I mean, I've heard from you because we email, <laughs> so I know what's been going on, but it's good to have you back on the show. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. I mean, I just got and I sent you um, I sent you like the little like copy of what the guy said. I just got an email from a guy. It was actually the guy on the last week's podcast who said um, that he loves your stories. He wishes I think I forget what it was in the email, but he like wishes he could be you. He lives vicariously through that. A lot of people always like your podcast. So it's it's uh it's good to have you back on. I know that you sent me. Can we use names of the people? I don't know. Have we used names in the past? I was just wondering that of the girls that you're yeah, with. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't use names. Um, and so I didn't know if it was okay to use, you know, it's, you know, if it's okay to use descriptors or I don't want to out anybody for sure, you know. Right. I mean, if you're allowed to use their name, it's great because then people could like picture it if that's cool. But if not, then no, just make up any names that you want. And you could like, you know, I mean, like if it's a porn star, if you could say the porn star's name because it's out there that this is what she does, that's cool. But if you don't want to, that's totally fine, you know, because you're going to be explaining them physically and stuff. Um, But if you want to, that's totally up to you. Okay. I I mean, I really don't know what's appropriate, you know, so... Okay, let's yeah, just keep the let's keep it's, let's just keep with the theme of the show and keep it anonymous. Like I said, you could, you know, I know that you sent me a list because you do a lot of business with these kinds of women or high-end escorts throughout the year because you travel a lot for business, right? Um, and this is what you do sometimes when you're away. And uh, so you have a lot of experiences. You narrowed it down to a couple. There's one good one that turned bad and then uh, the rest of them are good. <laughs> so I don't know which one we'll start with. Yeah, those were just kind of the recent, um, you know, the last, I guess, four months or five months since we chatted. Uh-huh. That's great. Yeah. Um, it, it just stood out. So. No, that's great. So why don't, in case some people haven't listened to like the beginning episodes or any of your other ones, 
let's just like let's just explain like what your deal is like you're married right and you have been sort of sleeping with high-end escorts behind your wife's back for how many years or how did that start or just you know I I know the story but just for people in case they're listening and they haven't heard it just give the brief history again okay sure so uh, I've been married for a long time um, over two decades and we have uh, five children together and uh, eight years ago, my wife became ill and uh, could no longer uh, have sex. And it really wasn't an issue in our marriage. And then um, something happened to me where I just, you know, I guess I kind of went through another resurgence of being like 18 again. I got in, in good shape. And um, so the desire was there. And we talked about it. And she had even offered to uh, divorce me, which I, I don't want to divorce from her. Uh-huh. And so she, she had beat that, that cancer, uh, but still is in a position where she can't have sex and has no desire because it's painful and so forth. So I um, had started kind of seeking out these, these higher-end escorts where I went through the, that website we had talked about where I knew that women were screened so they were safe. What is that website? Can you, give the, can, you give the, can you give the name sure. of that? Mm-hmm. It's called, yeah, Preferred 411. Right, preferred four one one. Yeah, Just, it's a pay site where they vet the client and the girl. So when I, you know, I paid a fee, I filled out a form, and then they literally they called my cell phone, they called my assistant, they called our corporate headquarters to verify I was who I said I was. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're pretty pretty thorough. Uh, the, the good news is, is then you're not, you know, as a client, you're not in any danger because when I started this, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to get. Uh, arrested, and I didn't want to get beat up <laughs> or anything. You know? Right. Um, so that anyway, so that's how it all started. And then um, I had a friend who was an escort, and she gave me some coaching on you know what to look for and and how to kind of vet the girls when you're you know finding a a prospective partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know I had some some good experiences and some embarrassing ones and some awkward ones, and then I kind of found my groove. So. For me, it's one of those things where I'm on the road about 60% of the time, and uh, I would say twice a month, uh, I, I, you know, I find a partner, and uh, that's kind of my, I guess, my relaxing time. Right. Let me ask you this, so, because I, you had sent me sort of a brief description of, like, the prices that they charge, and it ranges, but it's pretty up there for the time that you spend. How much do you think you spend a year? I feel like I've probably asked you this question before you told me, but refresh my memory. Like, yeah, you would ask me that once twice. I think, uh, as, as I look over it, it's probably, you know, $25,000 a year. Uh, but you would ask me last time uh, how much I thought I spent over the four or five years I was doing it. Right, okay, so about 25 grand a year. Probably, yeah, probably. And what is the yeah. average price? That for the the type of cat like because you get high end escorts right so that caliber of woman is like it's better than the kind of woman you're going to get on Craigslist right so what's the price range that you pay oh for that gosh, kind yeah. of girl <laughs> the ten she's the ten point yeah. ten right these well, girls well there's just there's just a yeah there's a it's a whole different like between you know Backpage or Craigslist it's a whole different uh, group of escorts and a whole different I, I would think clientele. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it, it really depends. Like for the porn star girls who are, you know, they have their own website. They're on a lot of these, the, you know, the main, uh, porno websites. 
those girls are between a thousand and nineteen hundred dollars an hour, mm-hmm. and um, and that just depends on you know who they are and kind of how popular they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've only had one bad experience with a with a porn girl, right? Um, other other than that, it's pretty good. The rest are all between five hundred and I would say seven hundred and fifty an hour. Do they have minimums? And like if go- that's what they are an hour, but minimum three hours kind of a deal, or no? Yeah, some do, uh, and usually it's a minimum of two hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, one, I think we've talked about her in the past, one woman who I've seen for quite a while, um, she has a two-hour minimum, and it's like 1200 bucks for two hours. Right. Uh, unless she has a rapport with you, and then she'll, she'll see you for an hour. My The dilemma for me is when I'm on the road, you know, candidly, I don't have two or three hours to spend with anyone. Right. So you, that hour um, so, is okay. So they, they hook you up with the hour because you're like, you're, you've been doing this for a while. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if there's a familiarity and then there's some that, you know, they won't budge on that and that's fine for the, the, uh, you know, the first time or two, it's actually kind of nice if you can spend a couple hours so you can chat. Cause for me, it's what I miss and why I've been doing this is the romance and the seduction. Mm-hmm. It's not just, you know, come in, drop their clothes and start having sex. Right. Mm-hmm. In the beginning. That, that takes a little bit of time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. oftentimes I'll meet them in the lounge for a drink, mm-hmm. something like that, you know, first. Right. And now let me ask you this, because you just said like what you miss is the romance and the, you know, sort of pursuing somebody and all that stuff. Do you think if like, you know, your wife hadn't gotten ill and she could still be having sex after all this time just being married to the same woman, do you think you'd still have the same urge to have that extra stuff on the side at this point or no? I, you know, I wrestle with that a lot. I, I don't think so because I've never cheated before. Mm-hmm. Um, and if she came, like, she just had a, another issue with her health, and we really thought this might fix some things. And if she would have been back into it, uh, you know, I would have stopped in a heartbeat. Right, totally. It, it probably sounds hypocritical. I don't know how it sounds to you as a woman, but um, I'm crazy about her. I'm deeply in love with her, and if I could just be with her, I would. No, that but doesn't sound... That does not sound hypocritical was, to me. I'm sorry to cut you off. That does okay. not sound hypocritical to me at all. Well, it's just, you know, our sex life was so good and fun. Um, and then I didn't realize that I, I missed it when mm-hmm. it was gone, you know? Well, of course. And so that's what for me with these high-end girls, they're more to, and I, I usually introduce myself, explain what it is I'm, you know, looking for, mm-hmm. why I'm looking. I'm very candid with them when I'm married. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that, that I think that kind of helps because then it's more to, I'm more likely to get what I'm, I'm looking for. And, and then, the women that tend to respond positively, they're, you know, they're at a, a place in their career as a sex worker where they're they're not just wanting to walk in and, you know, get to business and get an envelope and walk out either. So it seems to work for me, but I, I don't think that I would if my wife was healthy. Right. And the other thing that I remember that stood out to me, and also Tommy, because Tommy was my co-host at the time, was that. Um, you don't like you have a definite boundary in this sort of um, area of your life like you do not ever take these relationships outside of the time that you meet them and if they do sort of want to text you or communicate with you outside of that one hour or two hours that you see them you don't do that like you don't emotionally I would call that more emotional cheating if you really get really close right you know emotionally and in a different way like you don't do that right you definitely have a a, a line that you don't cross is that what I re- is that true yeah that's that's fairly accurate what I 
uh, there's been three women who I became friends with, and once there was a genuine friendship, I stopped seeing them as a client. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I've, I've helped them to develop side businesses. Mm-hmm. One has expanded her escort business into a different realm, so almost like a business coach. Mm-hmm. Right. And I felt to maintain integrity uh, that I could not be seeing them as a client and be helping them in their personal life. Right. Uh, it just would get too messy. And then I've had a couple that, you know, one uh, who was a porn girl who wanted me to leave my wife. And, uh, you know, I was kind, but I ended the relationship because uh, I've been up front, but that's just not going to happen. Right, exactly. You really are just meeting so. your sexual needs because your wife can't. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty, secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Yeah, and I don't want to hurt anybody, you know, uh, escort or not. I don't want to hurt their feelings or lead them on in a way that's inappropriate. I mean, there a lot, what I've thought over the years is a lot of these women are really incredibly good people. Right, of course. I mean, this is why I do my show. And it's like, I feel like a lot of the men that call in, if you look at just the descriptions or the titles, or if I sent you, if you know, you read the emails of what these guys do, you would totally think, oh my God, like pigs or for the woman escort, you'd think whore, you know, this is like, that's just like lazy thinking. If you really get to know people that do things and you know their story within context, like a lot of people you know, you see them for really who they are and why wouldn't they be good people just because they have, you know, they, sometimes they might be damaged. They might have problems. They, you know, those things could exist, but does it mean that they're terrible people just because they do that? No, some people think that, but that's just to me, lazy thinking, you know, you don't know the person, so you can't make that judgment. Yeah. And there's my, what I would say in my experience has been, there's been a few women who have been damaged, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, they're, you know, women in their thirties and forties who, uh, do not want to be tied down. They have a voracious sexual appetite, and they found a way that they can supplement or make a living um, doing it, and it keeps things in a good boundary for them as well. Right, because, because right. it's like what I always say is they're never going to ask me to come over and mow their lawn or help them move, Right, and I'm not going to get on one knee and give them a ring. So it just keeps things. It's actually, I think, some of the most pure and honest uh, male-female relationships I've ever had. Really? More so than you would say, like, so. your wife, your relationship with your wife? Or a well, difference? Well, different because we're so close. But there's, I mean, yeah, in some ways, yes. I mean, there's there's um, things I've done with escorts that I didn't realize I would be into mm-hmm. that I would never have approached my wife with because I think I told you before, she's a, a really good, strong Baptist girl. And right. there's things in her mind because of her religious worldview, which I actually respect, mm-hmm. she would just never, you know, she would never be into. Right. And so that's been, that's been kind of fun to explore those things for me. 
Right. All bets are off with the porn stars. I mean, basically, if you're going to pay, you could do all different kinds of things, right? Different things cost more money, right? Is that is that true? No, there's no with the high end girls. There's no upselling, um, right? If if you know, they're pretty clear, like on if you look on preferred four one one male, they allude to what they're into or not, like if they're open to anal sex or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're never going to charge you fifteen hundred dollars and then say if you want to do anal sex, it's another hundred. Right. There are right. girls who do that, but I've not I, I've not had that experience, and I've always felt like that would kind of. That would be uh, take tacky. away from the illusion of the the romance and the fantasy. Mm-hmm. If you had to pull out another hundred dollars, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally, so. totally. Right. This is this is the difference between high end escorts and Craigslist. That's what you're paying for, which I prefer. That's like I can't stand any place that nickels and dimes me, let alone when it's sex. Do you know what I mean? So let's get to yeah. your stories. Let's yeah. get to your most recent stories. Let's start off with the. Good one that turned bad, and then we'll get into the the good ones that stayed good. With I guess I don't want to say okay. the name, so you just you can make up names, or you could, you don't need to use a name. Do whatever you need to do to tell the story. Okay, um, so is it okay to say city locations? Would that help? Sure. Or? Yeah. Any listen, my show okay. is strictly anonymous to keep the 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 person on the phone, you know, safe so that they could be honest. I don't care who they are, but if you want to say. You know, if you want to say where they're from or whatever, that's up to you for these other okay. people because they're not on the show. So here, here's what I'll do. With the one that went bad, I won't use a name or anything because I don't. it's not fair to her for me mm-hmm. to say my experience and keep her here and defend herself. So that's yeah. not right. Okay. Um, so I've seen this woman, and she's in Phoenix, Arizona, and she's uh, about, she, I think on her site she says she's 45, but she's actually 50. Mm-hmm. Looks like she's about 35. Smoking mm-hmm. hot. Five ten, kind of uh, sandy blonde hair, um, and we'd had some. I mean, I'd, I guess I'd seen her three or four times, and, and some pretty fantastic experiences. Um, you know, came in the first time wearing, you know, kind of a business suit, which I like. And I guess probably because I spent most of my life in an office, but um, and when the first time when she came in, it just gave me such a amazing deep kiss. Right. And really set the tone. And then she started driving things sexually. Um, and it, it was, there were parts that she had asked me to do, like she had brought out a paddle and asked me to slap her pussy with it. Uh-huh. And I, I'd never done anything like that. I was just, I mean, just, I'm not into hurting people. So I, I had a hard time with that uh-huh. and um, couldn't, couldn't really do it. But we got to a groove. And then about the, I don't know, fourth or fifth time I'd seen her, she had, emailed me and asked if I would send her the fee up front because she was running low on funds that week, which is a little bit of a, I hadn't had that happen before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a little sketchy. And if I didn't, hadn't had the experiences, I probably wouldn't have done it. But regardless, I, I sent her the money mm-hmm. and then um, went down for the appointment and um, she showed up. Everything was great. She was there about 15 minutes. She got a text on her phone and said, hey, I'll, I'll be back in a little bit. I need to run out. And uh, she said, you know, just wait, don't go to sleep, and I'll be back. Well, this is about 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. About 2 in the morning, I'm still awake, and he has not come back. Would he? No and way. So I'm, I'm, yeah, so I'm realizing, I, you know, I got schmickered or whatever, something happened. But I don't think she was intent on not fulfilling kind of the agreement. I think she, her life was unfolding in a way that was not healthy or good. She was probably running a bit scattered. So I had emailed her afterwards and said, hey, you know, what's going on? And she, it was kind of cute. She said showed me a sex check <laughs> and that um, I could cash at any time. Well, you know, 
two, three months later, I'm emailing every other week saying, hey, you know, I'm coming down. When can we meet? And she's not responding. And then the kicker was I had texted her and said, hey, I'm in town. would love to see you. We could grab dinner or something. And she emailed me or texted me and said, I'm, you know, I'm in New York. I'm not in Phoenix. So I was looking at her in the airport. <laughs> you are kidding. So, no. So I, and she was at baggage claim. So she had just arrived in Phoenix. So I thought, well, and so I, what I did was I just texted her and said, hey, you know, honestly, God bless. Take care. I'm not going to reach out to you anymore. Uh, I figured if, if that were the case, she needed the funds to get her life going probably more than I needed the connection you know right and so I, I just i let it go that was that was an experience that went kind of bad and it plays into one of the experiences that went really really well so right the the kind of tall statuesque brunette i had told you about in san diego mm-hmm. is she an is she um, a porn so star or just like a regular sex worker regular girl who um realized that just recently she's only been doing this since um february uh-huh. And just re- realized that um, she liked sex a lot and didn't have a boyfriend. And so she started her, you know, did her website and kind of jumped in. And I, I think I was her third client. How old was she? Um, she's 31. Okay. So a little bit younger than I, I'm used to, but um, really carries herself like an old soul. So for me, when I, I email... And they write back. I, I tell them a lot from the email. If they engage like kind of like we're old friends, but it's a professional relationship, mm-hmm. and they start to dialogue and share things about their life, what they're wanting, um, then I feel like that's someone I'll connect with. Mm-hmm. The person who just writes back, you know, sure, I'll see you on the 15th. Uh, that's typically what I found is not a good connection for me. So she and I had a great email report, mm-hmm. and everything was set for the day I was going to meet her. And she confirmed that morning. I think we were supposed to meet about three in the afternoon. And uh, I hadn't heard from her since about noon or something like that. So, you know, about three o'clock comes, and I had texted and asked if she wanted me to order some wine or something. And didn't hear anything back. And four o'clock comes, and oh, yeah. I didn't hear anything back. <laughs> Five o'clock comes, and, uh, you know, nothing back. And so I jumped on a couple of the phone calls. And when I hung up, there were three voicemails from her. And she was apologizing and saying, and I have no idea what happened. I'm really sorry. I just faced it. Mm-hmm. I've never done this before in any kind of an appointment. And um, if you let me come over, you know, I'll make it up to you with spending some more time with you, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I gave her a call and just said, hey, you know, no harm, no foul. It's like, I understand. No big deal. And she not, I don't want to say it was begging, but she was very clear that she felt bad and she wanted to make it up to me. And so I said, come on over. And she ended up staying for about three and a half hours. We chatted a lot of the time. Um, and it, it was pretty fun. And then she, she's, you know, very tall. So like I'm almost six, six in heels. She was like six, two. You're what? Six, six. Yeah. I'm six foot six. Is that possible? Uh, I'm, be- <laughs> I think I've only met someone six, yeah. four. I don't know if I've ever met someone over six, four. six, six. Okay. Yeah. I'm six, six. I'm the only six, six white guy who couldn't play basketball. <laughs> right. Um, Anyway, so she, you know, she's real tall, and she kind of came up, and I could tell she was going to, you know, she was going to kiss me, and so she started kissing me, but she she kind of slowly started playing with my neck and my ears, mm-hmm. um, so it was super sensual and slow, and then, um, you know, she did what you, I guess you'd see in a movie, she says, well, I'm going to go in the restroom and get more comfortable, so you should get comfortable, too, and I, I really didn't know what that meant, <laughs> 
So I figured, well, you know, she wants me to get naked, and so I did, and I was hoping I was right, you know, because it'd be mm-hmm. embarrassing if she came out and I'm naked, and she's not. So she comes out, and she's wearing this fantastic nightie. I mean, like, kind of elegant but sexy, mm-hmm. and doesn't say a word. She walks up to me, and I thought she was going to kiss me, and she grabs me by the shoulders and kind of throws me into the wall hard. Right. And... Like, I, because I'm so big, I'm 6'6", six, six, I'm 250, I'm built like a linebacker, I'm not fat, mm-hmm. but I don't get I don't get thrown around by women mm-hmm, right. ever, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, it was the weirdest thing, when she threw me into the wall, I just thought, holy crap, this is like really sexy. Right. And then, she's kissing on me, and she's kind of moving her hands from my shoulders down to my wrists, and she's pinning me up against the wall, pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And... She, she, you know, goes down and she starts to give me a blowjob, which was super, super sexy. She works her way back up, kind of kissing my stomach, and she looks me in the eye and she says, which I thought was funny, she says, it would be futile to resist. What did she <laughs> say? Wait, wait, what did she say? It, 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 she said it would be futile to resist. Right. And so I was just like, okay, you know, this was, and it was kind of weird, but I was really turned on that she was in control. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't spanking me. She wasn't slapping me around or anything like that. So she grabs me by the wrist and she kind of pulls me over to the bed. And I thought she was going to, you know, maybe go down again or something. And she pushes me hard on the on the bed. And um, she crawls on top of me. She's kissing me. And she says, I'm going to take care of my needs and then I'll take care of yours. So it was, there, was no, there was no discussion. There was no options. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of fun in a way where... I don't mean it's bad, but it was almost like she was using me. Right, uh-huh. And I don't know why, but it was such a turn-on. Like, she had my wrist pinned. She had her hips, like, on my hips for her. I mean, I could have moved because I'm strong and I'm big, but, you know, I would have had to probably hurt her to move. Right. Um, and so she, she took care of what she wanted to take care of. And then, again, she's totally in charge. And she rolled me over and let me know what she wanted me to do, which was to go down on her, which I like. I actually, I think it's pretty intimate and kind of sexy, fun. Um, I don't know why. When a, when a woman's turned on when I'm doing that, it turns me on. And you had given me some coaching, I think, in our second phone call, because I had said this one woman, I wasn't sure if she was into it. And so you said, well, to look up and look at their nipples, and if their nipples are hard, they really are into it. Totally. <laughs> um, and so I've been using that ever since. And so if they're acting like they're into it, but there's no, no nipple erections, then I, I adjust my game, you know? Right. I use that as a little barometer. But um, anyway, so, you know, we ended up playing for, it had to be about 45 minutes or an hour, and um, she was totally in control the whole time. Mm-hmm. And when it was done, she stayed for probably another half hour, and we chatted, and it was fine. That's great. So... Um, she had, had contacted me, which was a little unusual. Typically, the escorts don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, had asked when I could see her again. And so I actually made a special trip to where she lives just so we could, you know, see each other again. Mm-hmm. And um, it, everything was great. She had, uh, you know, it was fun. She was in charge again. Got a little more rough this time where if I didn't follow her instructions, she would slap my ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I don't know if, that, if I liked it or didn't like it. It didn't bother me, but... It was kind of funny. It was like, you know, if I didn't respond, how she wanted me to respond as quickly as she wanted me to respond, it was almost like she punished me. Right, right. She's into um, that, obviously. 
which was it was weird. But I, you know, like I said, the spanking I didn't, I don't know if I didn't like or like, but the whole her being in charge kind of opened a whole new world to me. And I think it's because I'm in charge at work all the time. I've heard that it, from it, a lot it, of other it, men. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was just I mean, because in my role in our company, if I always say if I make the right job, you know, ten thousand people keep their jobs. And if I screw up, 5,000 of those 10,000 will lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. And um, having a woman be in control, and I mean firmly, physically in control, really was, was a turn on. Yeah, I have my, my bondage so, guy uh, who calls in says the same thing. And he's very hardcore into bondage, and he's just, a, you know, a, a very high up there. I think he's a CEO. Yeah, and for, I, I know. don't know if that would, I don't know if that would, Turn me on. I listen to those calls. I think that's probably out of my comfort zone. But right, but a little bit um, of it you liked for the same kind of reason that he does, because you know it's the sort of role reversal that you're not used to. So it's something new and it's hot. Yeah, it's and sexually, it's. I didn't think it would be exciting, but it really is. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so she, we saw each other again about the fourth time. Usually, I, I'll see a woman three or four times, and I call it kind of call it quits because mm-hmm. I don't want to develop the relationship. And she had, had uh, called me and said, you know, before this next session, she said, could you pay for two sessions? Cause she was going to take a, a class and she was short on money. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I said, well, sure. You know, but I thought, okay, this is going to be like this chick from Arizona. I'll never see her or the money again. You know? Right. But the, it, we've had enough of a report. I thought, you know, I really, I like her. I care for her. I want her to do well. And so I thought, well, if, if I get taken advantage of it, we show her money for school, right? Mm-hmm. So saw her. Everything was great. Good session. Lots of fun. Uh, and then I thought, well, I'm going to see if she's available and we'll kind of honor her agreement. And so I ended up being about two hours from where she lives. And said, you know, hey, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get dinner and all that if you want to come and, and we can play. Then come on out. Absolutely no problem. She drove two hours to see me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no no envelope exchanged uh, because I had, you know, prepaid. Right. She stayed for much longer than the hour. It was closer to two, maybe a little over two. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't realize was she had actually um, stopped escorting by that point because her classes had taken over and she started to get some side work and her in the profession she wants. Mm-hmm. And so when she saw me that the last time, uh, it wasn't, I mean, she was obviously still an escort, but the profession that she's going into, she started to get booked and get some side gigs so she doesn't need the finances of escorting. Um, but she wants to still see me when, I'm, when I come into town. And so we have a, an appointment next week. Uh-huh, that's um, cool. And she's fun, yeah, she's fun to play with. I don't know if I could, could and maybe that's where you can coach me. I, I don't know, I like how she kind of, like I said, takes charge and kind of throws me around. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I could ask another escort for that because it would feel almost contrived. Yeah, well. Where with her, it just felt natural, you know. No, why don't you go? Because, I mean, I've never been on that preferred four on one website, but I'm assuming that there's probably some girls on there that have it on their profile that that's what they're into because there's a lot of men that are into that. So there's got to be girls on there that specialize in that. So, right, don't you think? Yeah, I don't know enough about the whole bondage thing because it seems like they click those boxes. 
Mm-hmm. But that's you know that's not what I'm that's not what I'm looking for. No, but I um, think if you go to one that's into it, you could explain that you don't like hardcore action. Do you know what I'm saying? You want something uh, sort yeah, of yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and they'll they'll oblige. You know, I'm sure. Um, and so, but you know, or you could, I mean, I don't know if they have it in their profile. They're into light bondage, but like, I think if you get one that's like, you know, has it on the profile that they are and you tell them that you're looking for something within the, those parameters, I'm sure they'll be totally fine with it. But I don't yeah, think it's too idea. much to be contrived. Listen, when you're, it's like a regular relationship. When I'm in relationships with people, like you have conversations about sex sometimes and you tell each other what you like and that's how different things come up, you know, and I think that if you have good communication with somebody that happens. So some of these women that you've been with for a while, like would I don't see think it would be contrived if you explain to them that you were like sort of because they know you're with other women, right? It's not like you have to lie about it. You could say that you were, you know, with somebody that did this and you really liked it and would they be into it? Leave it up to them. I don't think it's contrived. If it comes up in just conversation with one of the girls that you're very close with, you know, that you have sort of a friendship with. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah, totally. I think that. um, Oh, yeah. Well, I'm I'm hoping that um, either she ends up getting back into escorting or she continues to see me because it's pretty fun. Right. But what it's also done is it's opened up some other things for me where. I think I I probably feel some more freedom, mm-hmm. um, and so the one the one escort that I had shared with you who splits their time between New York and San Francisco, mm-hmm. um, we've been attempting to, to get together for, gosh, it's got to be close to a year, right? And either when I'm in either of those two cities, she's not, um, and and or she's on vacation or have you. And so we were able to finally connect, and I think because of the freedom and that I felt with uh, the escort in San Diego. Um, there were a couple things that happened with her that weren't normal for me. So, I mean, totally nice person, super pretty. Um, I kind of, I like tall, athletic women. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, anyway, she came in and to my hotel, I was staying in the city, and uh, we, you know, had a cocktail and started chatting. And we chatted for, it was only an hour appointment, but we ended up chatting for almost an hour. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, then, you know, she wanted to get, get, uh, get down to business, I guess, and start to play. And so we started to kiss and, and it got kind of heated really quick where it was, it was usually it's, it's much slower for me with, you know, taking clothes off and so forth. But with her, it was almost just like both of us getting our clothes off as quickly as we could, Mm -hmm. which was kind of a new thing. And then, um, she was asking things that I liked, which, Probably, I don't know if it's because of my upbringing, but it's difficult for me to say I like this or I like that or whatever, mm-hmm. and to be specific and, and kind of graphic. And so um, she said, I said, well, you know, here's, here's a couple things I think are fun, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, hey, let's do this. She was just saying, you know, things were ramping up. She was getting hot and heavy. She wanted to know what I like. And then she said, you know, well, here's what I need, and um, how good are you or are, are you at you know, holding out. <laughs> right. And I told her, I said, I can hold out as long as I need to. That's mm-hmm. not a problem for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, what she wanted first was she wanted um, me to be behind her in doggy style. Mm-hmm. And, and so, which I guess I've, I've not been with a woman who that was her favorite position before. Right. Um, but she was really into it. And it was so sensual how she would, it was kind of weird. She would lean like her whole chest 
into the bed so her ass was arched more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was almost like as I was watching her, it was almost like she was in her own world. You know, like, I don't even know if I needed to be there. Maybe I did. But, um, <laughs> she needed she a part of you to be there. Yeah. Yeah, it was, but it was trippy, and she was gone for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of gave me some instructions of things she liked, like she wanted me to to uh, lick my thumb and kind of kind of circularly go around her butt mm-hmm. while I was in her. And um, so I did that, and that seemed to get her moving. And then she wanted me to kind of hold her one of her feet while she was in while we were in doggy. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, that's when she like. Either she's a great actress or she really did come. Um, but grabbing the sheets and holding on and she was moaning. She wasn't really super loud. And then um, when she kind of came down, then she wanted me in her mouth. She wanted to blow me. So she took the condom off, started going down. And usually blowjobs don't, I mean, they're fun, but they don't really do anything for me. Yeah, I remember that they're about you. Like a, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, I guess they're kind of an appetizer, but it's, you know, it doesn't make me come. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the heck it was, but she was spending tons of time on my balls and my cock. Right. And it was unbelievably sensual, and I was having a hard time not coming. Right. And then she started doing this kind of like it was weird. She would, she was like using her hand, but she was with her lips and her tongue. She was on my balls, which I I don't know that I've had before. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I was going to lose it. And this is where I think I felt the freedom from the other girl. But I, I had kind of intertwined my, my fingers in her hair. Right. Pretty, like, I felt like almost too rough, but she didn't seem to be complaining. But right before I, I was going to arrive, I just grabbed her head and put her mouth on my cock. Right. And, and held it there, which I'm not usually, like I said, forceful and dominating like that. And as I was coming, she just kept working it. It's like, not like when I started coming, she stopped. She just kept going. And at one point, it was almost kind of painful, you know, yeah. because I just kept, I kept coming and coming. Right. And um, then when, you know, it was done, you know, she, she kind of cuddled up and we were kissing and talking. And, and I, I told her, I said, was that okay? I said, I didn't mean to like hurt you. And then she was, oh, God, it was so hot. She said, because you, you were showing me what you wanted. Right. And she said, you don't usually do that, do you? I said, no, nah, I, I wouldn't. But I said, I didn't want to hurt you either. She's like, oh, no. She said, you can't hurt me. And she said she liked that I was kind of pulling on her hair, and then I broke her head and her mouth onto my cock, and she liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, which, to me, was, that's kind of new, but uh, it was <laughs> exciting. And that was, that was probably one of the funnest times I've had. It was really cool. Right. Really cool. And that, that's with a girl. She's you know, kind of like a regular for you, right? Um, I would, the difficulty for us has always been timing, because that was the first time I'd seen her. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was just in the city last week and asked if I could come over and see her, and I couldn't. Oh, so okay, but she's the New she York and San Francisco was, girl, right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. what she said is she'll let me know a month before she's in either city so I can kind of plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I'm in those cities, I, you know, I I pretty regularly email and say, hey, I'll be in this city at this date. Are you around? And, Right. So I would love to see her again. If I lived in the same city as she did, I'd go both. Right. And then now you have a girl in Portland. My actually, I don't know if you listen to my podcast. I'm have a, a surrogate having a, you know, having, I'm having a baby. I did a via surrogate and she's in Portland actually. So I've been to Portland a bunch of times. I know you have a girl here oh, that right. you see in Portland. Yeah. Is that someplace you travel to? And 
I guess, I mean, is yeah, it okay it, for me to say? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. I, yeah, I travel, I travel um, pretty much to every major city in the U.S. Right. Um, I, and Portland is one of them, yep. I mean, the best food I've ever had in my life is in Portland, I have to say. Do you feel the same yeah. way? Portland um, is just like best food ever. Yeah, it's Portland's got a lot of, the thing I like about Portland is it's, there's not a lot of the big chain restaurants. I mean, they exist, but there's just a ton of these individual little foodie places that are fun. Yeah, just everything that farm to table thing, it really is like amazing. Yep. Anyway, um so yeah. so no, but you had a good girl, you had a good experience in Portland too with somebody, right? Yeah, great experience. And it was a, a woman I'd seen around um on preferred four one one and and uh for whatever reason had just never reached out and I it's interesting in Portland I, I really hadn't ever explored any of the escorts and so I emailed her and um Rather than come to my hotel, she asked if I wanted to come to her house. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's so interesting. I, you know, okay, I yeah, it was. And um, but after you know, we emailed several times, and she felt like it would be more of what I was looking for as far as sensuality and re- being relaxed if I came to her place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was a little nervous about that, just driving up because it was a home, uh, you know, in a suburb, and so it was a little. I felt a little awkward, but. As soon as I got in, she was so cool. And um, on her website, she advertises that she's in her early 40s, mm-hmm. but she's actually in her early 50s. Right. Um, but you would not know. I mean, she was, man, she and it, she was so pretty, but also incredibly nice. And um, again, I like that tall, athletic look. Just, to me, strikingly beautiful. But the thing with her, the good experience was, we were in the kitchen just chatting, and, um, you know, I guess we chatted for a half hour or so, and then she got me a bottle of water and got herself a bottle of water, and she says, well, we're going to need this, kind of smiling, mm-hmm. and she grabs me by the hand and takes me to her bedroom, and um, I don't know how my clothes came off, but very slowly they did, mm-hmm. because if she would, like, she was kissing me, and if she would undress me, she would you know, take clothes off and then, you know, kiss my, take my shirt off, kiss my chest. Um, and it was, I would describe it, it, it was, you know, a half hour, 45 minutes of sex that was very sensual mm-hmm. and slow, but incredibly intense. Right, because you were, because it was, yeah, no, totally. I once made out with a guy for like three hours, but it was like the hottest experience ever. Like we were lost in it. You could do things, I think, especially once, like, I think a lot of times things like that are very hot because, you know, we've all could fuck, right? Like, I mean, like, you know, we've all done that, right? It's like, so when you do these other things, if you could really drag it out and really you sort of be present in those moments that you could really get, uh, it could be very hot. I think stuff like that for sure. If yeah, you're comfortable well, with the person. Well, yeah, and it was surprising to me how, like I said, slow and sensual, but intense. I mean, it was as intense as, uh, you know, the, the, and we can talk about her next, I guess, the porn star I had shared with you, which was a great experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's someone I wanted to see for a long time, but it was different because that was like intense and kind of wild than what you'd think sex with a porn star would be. Mm-hmm. And this was just as intense, but it was slow and sensual, um, she when you know, she had me lay on her bed and she's kind of kissing on me and rubbing on me and she you know works her way down and gives me a really nice blowjob but it wasn't anything that would make me 
come. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, she says, I don't remember exactly what, but the implication was, you know, I spend enough time here, now it's your turn. And she kind of crawls up me, and she grabs the back of her headboard, and she kind of was sitting on my face, mm-hmm. um, which was a new experience for me, too. And um, it wasn't like she was sitting there grinding, but she controlled the depth, you know, the, the motion, everything. I mean, right. I was enjoying her, but she was definitely using kind of my lips and my tongue and my mouth the way she wanted to, which was really pretty sexy. But again, that was super slow. Um, and I could see up and, you know, I could kind of gauge what was going on with her nipples. And when this was, I guess, a new thing for me, when she came, mm-hmm. it was almost like there, there was a, you know, like a, like an ejaculate, like come. Uh-huh. And she squirted. Well, a little bit. It was, it was like, yeah, but it was, it was almost like a liquid, I don't know, it was like cum. It was like kind of white and creamy. Uh-huh. Um, and that was trippy, you know, because it's like his, you know, her thighs were kind of gripping on my, my face. Uh, and I could see that she was enjoying it and she was, she was coming. Then it was. Then you really know, you don't even need to look at those nips at that point because you for sure she came, right? I mean, if she actually. Yeah, but, well, she did, but that was new to me and it was, um, it was pretty sexy and it, it didn't taste bad or anything like that, you know, I mean, it was fine. And. Then she kind of apologized, and I actually told her I liked it. I thought it was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like a new saying, experience. I definitely will see her again. And matter of fact, I'm going to be back in Portland tomorrow. And we have an appointment. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and you're oh, and you're seeing her. You have an appointment with her. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, we have a lunchtime appointment. Yeah. At She's her super house. Sweet girl. I really like her. You know, I was I wondered. Yep, you know, after. After I went to Portland the first time, I, I think I said this on my podcast, I was like, do people fuck in Portland? I don't know. Portland was the most unsexy place I had ever been to. Like, there was no vibe of sexiness anywhere. It had an, a very different vibe, and I loved Portland for all of, for a lot of reasons, but there was something about it that was like the energy there. There was no sexual energy. I just didn't get that, and I and I talked about it, but at least it's good to know that people are having really good sex in Portland, <laughs> and you will be tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, I think it'll be it'll be a fun afternoon. But um, yeah, Portland definitely, like you said, there's vibes in cities, and Portland, it's almost like there is no vibe. And, and a lot yeah. of people there compare it to Austin, Texas, but Austin has a definite vibe and feeling that Portland is lacking. Yeah, people. Uh, yeah, someone told me it's exact. It's very similar to Austin. I don't think I've never been to Austin, but I've been to Portland a couple times, and it's so interesting. I could talk about it for like twenty minutes. Um, but it's uh, but the one thing I definitely noted was there wasn't this like, oh, you're a man and I'm a female and I want you kind of vibe when you're walking. No one looks at anyone. Everyone's just kind of like exists. It was like a weird thing, but it was interesting. But I, I still love Portland. I think it's a really beautiful city. Um, so do you have uh, and then another story you want to talk about is you have another porn store that you recently hooked up with. A new one. Yeah. So that, that well, this was the one I had the blonde I had sent you uh in, in, in the list of people we could chat about. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was new, she's new to me, but she's on a lot of the, you know, the, the big porn sites and the, the, you know, the milk and mom kind of sites. Mm-hmm. Um, tall, real slender blonde, super cool. But it was, it was an experience like what you'd think sex with a porn star is where, again, you know, she came into my room and, and I had a bottle of wine for her. It's what she said she wanted. And we had a glass and started talking. And then it was just like, she's like, I really want to fuck you. I don't know if she did or didn't, but she said it. Right. And then she started kissing me and just took control. Uh, 
and it was 20 minutes of super fun, wild. I mean, all those things that, like, you would see in a porno that, that you think, well, that's probably not what they're like in their real life, and maybe she's not. But with me, you know, that maybe that was part of her act. Uh-huh. Maybe that's who she really is. I don't know. But definitely was. And, and the fun part for me was, you know, we were we were having fun and playing and all that, and then she told me she wanted me to fuck her ass. Mm-hmm. Which is something I've always wanted to do, and I haven't done. You never and had so, anal you know, after all these twenty five thousand grand a year on escorts for so many years, and you still have never. Well, the badge is pretty cool. I haven't gotten tired of the badge, so <laughs> uh, right. I haven't. I guess it's something I've wanted to do, but I haven't like felt the need because. Um, you're getting high caliber hot women. It's like right, I don't exactly. Know. It's, yeah, like I don't. Anyway, it was it was cool, but it it uh, anyway. So I didn't want to hurt her anything like that, and so she kind of coached me on how she wanted me to do it. Mm-hmm. But for me, the fun part was is while I was doing it, she just kept saying, "You gotta fuck my ass, fuck me like dirty like that," you know. Right. And and then she was like, "You gotta come for me," you know. And I was just like who is this woman? You know, it was almost like comical, but it was sexy too. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, it, and I'm not making fun of it at all or her and I don't want to, you know, it was a great experience and um, I've seen her again and I, you know, asked to see her when I come back to town. The only awkward part with her was um, when we got done and we were, you know, kind of, you know, cuddling and chatting and kissing. She, you know, she looked at the clock. She goes, oh, she goes, I got to go. She says, my husband's waiting downstairs for me. <laughs> And I was just like, what? And then she said that basically when, you know, her husband dropped her off and went to the bar to have a drink and he'd been waiting down there the whole time. Wow. So that was a little awkward, but it it didn't bother her, but it just felt a little awkward to me, you know. And so, and you're seeing her, will you see her again? No. And then the next, do you feel like it'll be hot knowing that her husband's downstairs waiting for her or will it be even weirder? Because she told you this, she told you that at the end, right? Yeah, after. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess if she's fine with it, I'm fine with it. But um, mm-hmm. it's so awkward that first time. You know, the second time I didn't ask. Maybe this time I'll ask if he's waiting. Oh, but I mean, I would just assu- um, I would just wonder. I would assume maybe he's always there waiting for her. I don't know. It's a little weird. Maybe he's yeah, there to protect her. Like a, yeah, like a safety thing. Maybe, yeah, maybe she just says yeah. that as a safety But on your website that you have, like this is what I found interesting is that they are allowed like you they rate the 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 clientele right so that other girls could see right like girls that you've been with can rate you it's not just like you rating the po- yeah. the, the people on the site on preferred 401 you also have a profile as a client right so if you go to solicit a girl she could see what other women who have been with you right that you hired had set have said about you right isn't that true correct yep that is true yeah right and and they can say things like you know Nice guy, tips well, very kind. They can say he's a creep. I wouldn't see him again. They can say anything. You know, as a client, there's nothing you can do about that. Right. I think that that's great. And then on the other end, is there stuff like that for the women that the clients get to write about them? Like, like, can you go back to that poor girl that, well, I'm saying poor girl, but like the one that ripped you off and write, like, don't hire her. She'll, you know, take you for all you got and never show up. Like, I mean, can you put that on her site as well? No, not on Preferred 411. I know there's other sites where you can do that, but um, not on Preferred 411. So really just the, the, the reviews are for the clientele and it's for the women to say. You can't see your yeah. reviews, right? Can you see your reviews? 
No, as a client, you can't. I, I did have this one of the girls who I've helped in a, in a side business. She logged on and showed me mm-hmm. um, so I could see what the other women had said about me and so forth. And it was all good stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was all good stuff. Um, yeah, there wasn't anything There wasn't anything negative or rude. Do you ever um, get denied? You know, the only comments that were, yeah. were kind of, you know, where I think that they were right is early on, and I'm again, I'm just getting to that point, a couple of the women had said that they wished that I could have expressed what I wanted. Right. Um, and, you know, I think I'm getting there in my sexual journey. It's just taken a lot longer than it probably does for most people, but... But you know, maybe you don't experience the other. But maybe you're finding out that you don't like to be the one in control, and that's just the way that it goes, and that's why. You know, maybe it's that you don't want to say what you want. You want somebody to tell you what to do. Maybe that's just like what you're more going to go down the direction for. Because it seems like you like that, yeah. you know. So maybe that's just what it is. You don't feel like you know. It's that you're you're traveling around the country. You have a high power position. Like when you get to your downtime, where you're gonna, you said you spend that money relaxing. That's your enjoyable time. Like maybe that's the time that you want to just check out and let somebody do the work. You've been working all day, so maybe you don't want to come up with what the fuck you want, you know. And you want some girl to take control. And that's so. The next time a girl asks you, that's what you could say. Uh, you know, that you want yeah, them to, to 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 you know to take over. Just might yeah, be how you're wired. Like I said, that's new to me. Cause mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize, but like when the one girl was, you know, throwing me up against the wall, and it really was, it wasn't like pushing. I and mean, she, I stumbled back and hit that wall. I thought, oh God, what do the people in the next room think? You know, <laughs> right? Um, it it was hot. It mm-hmm. really was. I liked not being in control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I just think that like. You know, if you want to have a little taste of that, you should probably like explore that a little bit more. That's what these, you know, listen, you're paying for it. You're meeting these women that are, you know, knockouts and they're open to a lot of different things. Um, and because you are paying, you are in control to some extent. Like you say, they don't nickel and dime you. Most of the time they're down to what you want. And I don't think like asking a girl to sort of take control and maybe slap you around a little bit is that bad. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely take your advice and, and um, explore that. Yeah. You're probably right. I haven't even thought about that. Yeah. The, the bondage folks and all that. You know, I'm just telling them I'm not into that part, but here's what I do like. Yeah, exactly. And then you'll you'll figure out your limit in that world. I mean, look, you, you had a couple things done to you that you didn't know you liked. Maybe there's other things in that world that aren't totally hardcore that you would like too. But you should, you know, why not try? You know, go there and see, you yeah. know. Because you have so many different experiences and you could do so many different things with these girls. It's not like, like you say with your wife, like she's Baptist and she has some, you know, some hangups about some things. So you just can't go there. Like the sky's the limit with these women that you're with. And, you know, you're spending all this money. You might as well sort of try it all. That's what I think. Yeah. And I I feel like when I, you know, I I always tell them I don't want them to do anything that they don't want to do. You know, I don't feel like it's. Of They're course, still a person, and they have a right to decide what they want and don't want to do. Um, I did have have. It's interesting when you're talking about the bondage thing. I didn't even think about this. There's a woman I've seen, oh, probably a dozen times. Um, and the last time I saw her, which was about ten days ago, mm-hmm. she had asked if I would be willing to tie her up. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, sure, but I don't know how to do that." You know, so you got to kind of coach me. And so she showed me how to tie her up, and she was completely helpless. Right. So she had these two straps, and she had me kind of wrap it around her wrist uh-huh. and then wrap it around her ankle and tie it off in between so her, her wrists were tied to her ankle. Uh-huh. 
And so she she was helpless. There was nothing she could do. Right. Maybe you um, would like that done to you. Well, it was it was. I, I I mean, I wanted to. I want her to have fun, but it was it didn't really do anything for me. Like as far as like a turn on knowing that she was helpless and I could do whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of fun, you know, being able just to. I mean. I was in complete control of that. There's not much she could do that I didn't give her permission to do. Right, exactly. Um, and that was the first time I'd done anything like that. And if that happened again, that'd be fine. But I don't, you know, I wouldn't seek it out. But I probably wouldn't even have been open to that if if uh, I didn't get tossed around here a few months ago. Yeah, it sounds like there's like a trend. Like you're trending towards being tossed around some more. <laughs> a lot of these stories that you I sort of, so. yeah, a lot of these stories that you sort of um, told, you focused mostly on. Um, the the parts of them being forceful and taking charge and that kind of a thing. And I think that maybe, and you seem like to me just the vibe of the kind of person you are, that you're you're pretty passive and you are that type. So I think it would be really freeing to sort of experience sex in a way that you could really just be yourself and let somebody take total control and be the aggressor and you be just a real passive participant and that could be really hot for you. Yeah, and I do think it is because I'm, like I said, I'm in control at work, mm-hmm. and I feel like work is kind of a dog fight every day. Totally. Uh, so it's nice to be in a position where I am kind of helpless. But yeah. also because of my size, there's not a lot of women who can throw me around. You know, if you're five, five and 120 pounds, exactly. you're not going to throw me around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to keep looking for the, you know, the bigger women. But listen, come on, we all have seen those little dogs sometimes, you know, they say the bark is bigger than the bite. Like, you, you never know. You can find a... <laughs> You can find a strong bitch in a little package. Trust me. <laughs> you know, All it's right, like Caesar, you know, Caesar Milan, just find the pack leader girl. I mean, it's about energy, you know, and and so you, you just need one of those girls that's like, you know, look, try try one that's really into bondage and tell her that it's something that you just got into, but you like stuff very light and uh, and and see and maybe you'll be interested or maybe you'll get turned on by other things in that world, you know. It's not so hardcore. Like, it doesn't have to be that hardcore. People do different varieties of it. I know that that's what the guy said, you know. Um, But you may get into more. So I I would go down that path. Why not? And then you'll have Norse. I'll definitely explore it. Yeah. And then you'll. Yeah. And then that'll be our next podcast. We'll see which. uh, Because, listen, if you haven't gone down and you don't have any more experiences there, maybe there's something else that happened. It's like you're always being introduced to new things because you're always with different women. I think that's what, you know, people listening are most, uh, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of fun. But then the other part is, is that it's by, by not staying with one person for a long period of time, I prevent the emotional connection at that deeper level, you know, for mm-hmm. myself too. Right. Which is um, what you, which is what you don't need in your life because you have that taken care of already from your wife. It's not like you're commitment phobic well, or anything yeah. like that. You just, you have that you're emotionally connected to somebody else and you don't feel that need or have that right. desire and, to have that with somebody else, which I think is great. Well, I don't want to do anything either to hurt her I and mean, she's a great girl. And, and so I want to make sure I'm careful with those things, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I have emotional connection. But I, I'll, I'll email you. There's a, a porn girl who I've been wanting to connect with for quite some time who just agreed to see me. Mm-hmm. In the past, has not been doing escorting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm excited about that. But that'll be in mid-July when I go to L.A. Okay, cool. So we'll touch base so maybe in like August or September and we'll do your next podcast around then. 
you'll have some good news stories for us. Well, hopefully. I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to start exploring the light bondage thing and see what happens. Yeah. I I predict that you're going to be, you're going to find that you're interested in a little bit more than light stuff, maybe. I don't know. It'll be interesting. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll let you know what happens. Okay, right. Okay. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks for your time. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.